previously already had this podcast. I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Siege B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Hooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in the Castle book, love that book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Too Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tyrannal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Keene, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie's Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, let me see if I can find this, and movies, TV shows, books, games, online games. I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed, and hopefully y'all 
have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. Hi there, I am the Susan Anna Mae O'Hagan, and you can check out my YouTube channel, the S-U-S Anna O'Hagan, sweetie M's U-N-I-Q-U-E-L slots. Then you can check out my website, the Moon Queen of Gems, where services you get are terrorists, ghost rides, astrology, handmade tarot cards, spells, Ocean, crystal grid reading, also explain the different meanings of crystals. I love to give people tarot card reading. You'll have the price list and you can find my email. And then you can check out my other website, which is the anime website. Party characters, party planning, and photography. 
yourself, art of mixed medium of all kinds, Susanna. Hardcover. It's under Susanna May Oakley. Which, like, again, I go by different names. Then you can check out Moon Queen of Gems on my A-cast, which I talk about Reddit stories, spells, tarot cards, five out of Freddy's, astrology, moons, Facebook, different things like that. Then you could talk about check out not so bad sweet anime uniquely slots. I talk about food and history. Creepy history to be exact like guillotine hanging different things. Then you could talk uh check out talk check out my other APS that is connected to my Patreon which is uniquely you always where I have been talking about the boy in the box, had a case, had a name, Katie Beer kidnapping, guillotine hanging, pirate, witches of lore, why, TV that goes on, WWE. The other one is just history, random history. This one has no history. Like, guillotine hanging, pirate, spiders. The WWE is going to be switched over to uniquely you always which is where the WWE spell is coming to play. But here, right now, is my pirate history thing of creepy things, which is the more WWE SmackDown with Steve Ball news of. Some of those will be changed right So, like, uniquely, you always will have creepy history and solve cases. We're on my Patreon, I talk about unsolved. And that's fabulous. We'll talk about just basic history that
Definitely, if you want to check on the small business, you can buy the website or email. I hope you all have a great and wonderful time listening to my podcast. Enjoy. And welcome, I am your host, Anna Mae, and today we are going to be talking about fun facts from the Little Mermaid. I want to say the classic one. Okay, so let's do some fun facts for you kiddos. It's based on a classic fairy tale. The Little Mermaid is a 28th movie and a 1989 American anime musical fantasy movie. Produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation, it is based on a fairy tale of the same name. The message says, didn't you all warn from the land before time? The movie was first released into movie theaters on November 14th, 1989 by Walt Disney Pictures and Bruin Visit Pictures. It was re-released on November 17th, 1997. Disney said that there would be a 3D re-release on September 13, 2023. This was canceled on January 14, 2013 because the other Disney 3D release were not as successful as Disney had hoped they would be. We know it as a classic now, but exceptions for The Little Mermaid were actually pretty low before its release date. Expectations. In fact, Disney had planned on an adaptation of The Little Mermaid since the 1930s. Ursula and Trident, in the musical version of The Little Mermaid, Ursula sings about Trident, her brother. Yes, you read that right. The song, I Want the Good Times Back, talks about the ocean's kingdom being divided between Trident and Ursula. But Ursula, abusing her power, was cursed and lost her her control. This fun fact helps establish why Ursula is so resentful and angry at Trident. Ursula is so resentful and angry at Trident, though this plot point was eliminated from the film version. Ursula does imply during a monologue, however, that she lived in Atlantica at one point. Carlton and Cinderella 
Claritin, Eric's maid, and Princess Cinderella have more in common than the fact that they are both in Disney movies. They are wearing the same outfit. The difference is that Charlotte's hairpiece matches her dress and isn't white like Cinderella's. The maid today publishes it tabloids after tabloids celebrates outfit asking who wore it best. Disney did the same in a way leaving me to question who you think were it best. Plasma and Jetson Sam Ursula's sidekicks Flasma and Jetson are her prized possessions. Unlike other Disney henchmen, Ursula is generally concerned with their fate. She nicknamed them babies and poopsie. In fact, when they are killed, her anger and mourning turns fatal as she attempts to kill Ariel in hopes of revenging their death. These ailers are more than her minions, they are her family. Sebastian. Sebastian's Jamaican accent underscores the carefree spirit of the sea despite the animator's original intentions. What if Sebastian had a British accent? Animators intended this crustacean to resemble Gibson Eric's butler more. I find it ironic that they switched his accent considering his run-in with Lumiere, the French chef. It's not secret that the British and French have been at it in the past, and if Sebastian kept his British roots, that the film might have turned out more political than planned. That's just part of the article. Eric, Prince Eric is unlike other Disney princesses, princess, prince. With his adorable dimples, a trait that only one other Disney character shares, it's no wonder how he won over Errol's heart. It definitely wasn't his singing voice because contrary to other princes, Eric doesn't sing until the second movie. The second movie, The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea, reveals that he is the only prince to become a father. And to top it all off, he is one of a select few prints to have killed the villain in the end of the film. There are so many fun facts about the Little Mermaid that my mind is just swimming all over the place and details that went into making this film. It's clever, not like other Disney princesses stories. See, I found articles and I should have been paying more attention. You could spot Disney's main strays in the opening sequence at the start of the film. When King Triton glides over a crowd of people, you can briefly see a couple of surprising faces. Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a...
Donald Duck, and even Kermit the Frog are lurking in the crowd. This scene introduces Ariel in her absence as Sebastian is hosting as Ariel's music debut, to which she never turns up. There are plenty of other Disney Easter eggs in the movie that may catch your eye. The maid, Charlotte, wears a dress that is identical to Cinderwear's ragged outfit. You can also spot a doodle of Mickey Mouse within Ursula's demonic construct with air, contract with Ariel. Ariel was deliberately made a redhead. When The Little Mermaid was in production, there was a concern that Ariel might draw comparison with another cinematic mermaid. If Ariel was given her intended blonde mop, she could look a lot like Daria Hands. Madison and Splash. This 1984 fantasy adventure was nominated for an Academy Award, but the Lord Mayor May creators wanted to make sure their movie was original. As a result, the animators gave Ariel red hair to be better distinguished as a character. It also helped to contrast Ariel against the blue hues of her home as well as imply her fiery and adventurous personality. Other ginger Disney princesses who may have carried on Ariel's legacy include Merida from Brave, Drizella, Enchanted, and Anna from Frozen. Oh, Drizella. Uh, Drizella. Okay. Jeffrey Kassenberg wanted to cut part of your world. It's Hard to imagine a little mermaid without the classic song Part of Your World, though which Ariel first expressed her yearning to experience the human life. However, then Disney chairman Jeffrey didn't want the song to be part of his film. Jeffrey reportedly claimed that the song was boring and that children at a test screen were unimpressed by it. He was originally concerned that the song would remain in the film after it was played to adults, some of whom were moved to tears. It is the film I want a number, a staple of Disney movie establishment by same day, someday my prince will come in the original Disney feature film Snow White and the Seven Jewels. It was originally meant to come out in the 40s and be much darker. Ariel was modeled on Alisa Alice, okay, A-L-Y-S-S Milano. Alison Milano? Without her knowledge. When drawing inspiration from the lead character, Disney animators didn't look far. They based Ariel quite heavily on Alyssa Milano. She's from Charmed. And if you don't know Charm, she is from um, Who's Your Boss, who had risen to fame in sitcoms Who's Your Boss and blockbusters like 1984's Commando. Milano, in fact, had no idea that Disney had taken such inspiration from her image. It wasn't until she was invited to host the making of The Little Mermaid, a 1989 documentary that she discovered the link. Later speaking to Wendy Williams, Murano described how during the documentary research, 
it came out that the drawing and likeness of the Little Mermaid were based on pictures of me from when I was younger. Along among Milano's diverse career, she's still proud that her TV appearance made their mark in the Disney universe. It kicked off the Disney's renaissance when The Little Mermaid opened. Disney hadn't had the best decade from the mid-70s onwards. Most of the studio's animation efforts provided disappointment both in terms of commercial performance and critical response. After The Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company, Disney's animators were determined to restore their glory days of princess movies. It was on the back of the Little Mermaid that the so-called Disney Renaissance was built. It earned two Oscars for Best Original Song. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor. Ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Oscars for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Under the Sea, making it Disney's first Academy Award winning since Backknobs and Broomsticks all the way back in 1971. It nearly started Jim Carrey for the role of Prince Eric. The filmmakers almost casted Jim Carrey. Though a little-known actor at the time, Carey had been working in Hollywood since the early 80s with roles in such films as Peggy Sue Got Married. However, Carey missed out on the voice role, which instead went to Christopher Daniel Barnes, who you might be surprised to learn was only 16-year-old at the time. Barnes would later voice Pinch Charming and Disney direct to video Cinderella sequels as well as playing the title character in the 1994 animated TV series A Spider-Man. Carrie, meanwhile, would later become arguably the biggest comedy star of the 90s back off the back of Ace Adventures, Pet Detective, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. Patrick Stewart turned down because a... Okay, Patrick Stewart turned it down because of a Star Trek. The role of King Trident was supposed to have gone to Patrick Stewart. However, scheduling conflicts with Star Trek, the next, next generation, meant the 
talented actor had to turn down the role. Treaded would instead be played by Kenneth Mars, who incidentally starred as the Nazi playwriter Frank Libenskind in Mel Brooks's The Producer. This is, in fact, just one among quite an astonishing number of famous Disney roles that the esteemed British Shakespearean actor has declined. Stuart Arthur turned down Clocksworth in Beauty and the Beast, Zeus and Hercules, Governor Ratcliffe in Pocahontas, and Zia in the Lion King. Zeus. Z-U. And yet he said yes to the role of Poop in 2017's Lomoji movie. The movie Million Bubbles were print oh the movie's Million Bubbles were painted by hand aimed a Christ where would the little mermaid be without its plums of bubbles, bringing extra magic to every movement. Most of the little mermaid relied on E-X-E-R-O-X for animation and a lactric process that transformed pencil markings into cells. In fact, this movie was Disney's last cinematic extern recreation. However, the bubbles of The Little Mermaid are a different story. Unbelievable, every single bubble in the film was printed by hand because Disney producers wanted each one to be unique. One special effects supervisor, um, amesthetic, E-S-T-I-M-A-T-E-D, there were around a million bubbles added in this way. There were hand painted by a firm base in B-E-I-G-I-N-G. Aim the Taraman Square process and manufacture in 1989. Ariel keeps posing in in, in mission of a famous statue. Ariel's best known pose shown throughout the movie sees her resting on the rock out the sea with a wistful expression. She looks towards the land with her tail draped on one side. This pose is inspired by a famous statue in Copenhagen, home of the original Little Mermaid author Hans Christian Andersen. Unrevealed in 1930, this statue rests on rocks in the harbor and shows a mermaid who is turning into a human. Just over four feet tall and weighs nearly 400 pounds, it was made from bronze by Edwin Erickson, it is something of a landmark of the city, attracting tourists and mermaid fans around the world. Let's see if we have an ad break for today, our sponsor. Ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a...
Prince Philip and Princess Aurora seemed to make a brief appearance, the Little Mermaid kicked off a Disney renaissance, bringing royal romance back into the brand's animated movies. But this film also seems to pay homage to Ariel's predecessors. Princess Aurora, Aurora is the protagonist of Sleeping Beauty, Disney's 1959 offering, which was nominated for an Academy Award. She finds her happily ever after with Prince Phil, who happens to be the first prince in the Disney Princess franchise. Fans of Little Mermaid have noticed that as Ariel and Eric sit down to dinner in the palace, a huge portrait seemingly of Aurora and Philip aboards the room. The couple certainly looks like the royals to us, and as a result, fans have speculated that Eric and Philip or Aurora could be related to each other. It was the final movie of British star Ben Wright, the voice of Gibson, er Prince Eric's devoted steward was provided by British actor and radio star Ben Wright. Wright, a veteran of World War II, was an expert in accents and provided a wide range of voices on U.S. radio, including Sherlock Holmes and Sinbad the Sailor. He was also renowned for playing the Hitler Zailer in The Sound of Music in 1965. Wright had previously voiced two other Disney characters, Roger and 101 Dalmatians. Okay, I see you, dude. And R-A-M-A in the Jungle Book. Okay, yeah, I don't think I would have even picked that up. Despite this, he was reportedly not recognized as a Disney actor by the Little Mermaid creators, who only made the connection after he was hired. Wright passed away after heart surgery in 1989, four months before The Little Mermaid was released. And strange looking Tudor triggered a lawsuit against Disney. Little Mermaid is a beloved film for all the family as far as Disney is concerned. But over the decades, some viewers have questioned moments in this animation. In particular, one of the tourists of Atlantica appear to have a rather inappropriate shape. This image appears on the cover of early home videos release of movies. Rather than dismissing this as a coincidence, one woman from Arkans named Jeanette Gilman filed a lawsuit against Disney. She claimed that The Little Mermaid, The Lion King, and The Fox and the Hound all contain inappropriate message. However, she dropped the lawsuit only two months later. Since then, Disney has quickly removed the questionable from the home release package. B. Arthur of Golden Girl fans was the first choice to voice Ursula, Disney's animated create Ursula with B. Arthur, famed for her Golden Girls in mind. Arthur was even named within the script itself to describe the ideal Ursula voice. However, when they approached B. Arthur's agent with the role, it was apparently taken as an insult. Director John Musk later recalled her agent, I guess, wrote the script and it was described the witch as having a B. Arthur type bass voice. The agent just read it somehow in mind, like we were saying B. Arthur is a witch. She explained, I don't think she 
even gave it to her. The role eventually went to Pat Carwell, who would also voice Morgana, Ursula's wicked sister in the sequel. Okay, I was wondering who played Morgana. Part of Ariel's animation was based on a female Italian, oh, female astronaut. Artist Glenn Keane took inspiration from many sources of Ariel's design, including TV star Alyssa Milano and his own wife. But one of his more unusual surfaces for the low mermaid was Sally Ride. The American astronaut footage of her hair in space helped Keen to design Ariel's deep sea locks and their movement. According to Disney Imagineer Lisa, the great look for The Little Mermaid was actually images or videos of Sally Reed in space in zero gravity. Sally Reed was the first ever American woman to go to space and the third female astronaut of any nation to go there. To this day, she also remains the youngest ever U.S. astronaut having reached space at the age of 32. In addition, Reed was also the first gay person to go to space. Good for you, girl. Good for you. Welcome back, I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. Today we're going to talk about the live action 2023 The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey. And I got to see NGX, which was fantastic. It was amazing. Halle, Halle Bailey as Airly was amazing. She nailed the part of part of your world. She was amazing as Ariel. She did a great job. Nothing too bad to say. I loved her. No better choice. Eric, I believe they said they adopted him in a way and I feel he got more parts in this movie than the OG and I would like to see what happened to him before they got him. Like, what is going on with him? Why is he this Melissa McCartney as Ursula was fantastic. They couldn't have picked a better choice. She played her so good, you tell she was in it. You could tell she was really trying her best. Jessica Alexandria as Vanessa, not much to say, but funny how Ursula can't be nice for too long, no matter what. Because she played the human version of Ursula. Okay. 
Javar as King Tred. He was good as the king. He does have a mean streak in the movie. He played that well. Nauman as Queen Selene. I loved how that they had her be the queen, how she cared about her son. She was a black queen, which was awesome. Art Malik as Sir Gibson. He was okay, but I felt him and the queen have feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. David Diggs as the voice of Sebastian. I loved Under the Sea. It was amazing. It reminded me when my friends and I played mermaids in the pool and that's how we would imagine it. But even cooler, he was not as creepy as I thought he would be. I thought originally him and Flounder were just too creepy for their own good. Jacob Trebley as the voice of Flounder. He wasn't as creepy as I thought. He was cute and I love his friendship with Ariel. I have no idea how to say your name. A W. K-A-W-A-F-I-S, -A -A the voice of Scuttle. She was funny, still odd how she couldn't sing at one point and then could the next. I love the little mermaid. Hans Christian Andersen had a quote in the beginning of the movie, which was awesome because they finally like recognized where the movie came from. I was also glad they finally said Ursula was Ariel's aunt and Triton's younger sister. Thank heavens, because I've been wondering that for years and thinking they're related. And they never acknowledge it in the original because I rewatched everything from the movie to trying to watch some of the um, TV shows to the second movie to the third movie to some of the books. I literally was just finding what I could. Live action, The Little Mermaid is a 2023 American musical fantasy film directed by Robert from a screenplay written by David, co-producer Walt Disney Pictures, Lumiere Productions, and Mark is a live-action adaptation of Disney's 1989 animated film of the same name. Itself loosely based on the 1837 fairy tale of the same title by Hans Christian Andersen. The film stars Halle Bailey in the Trichirolo alongside Jonah, David, I'm calling it H, Jacob, Norman, Art, Javier, Melissa McCartney. I know her name because she's been on a lot of things and I know Hallie Bailey from Grownish and she did a lot with her sister Chloe so I know their names. Okay, The Little Mermaid follows a mer made Princess Ariel, who is fascinated with the human world, and makes a deal with a treacherous sea witch, Ursula, to trade her voice to human legs in order to impress Prince Eric, who is saved from a shipwreck before the time runs out. Plans for a remake of 1989's The Little Mermaid were confirmed in May 2016. This is how long it has taken them to literally, like, find and go through in December 2017, Disney announced Marshall was being courted to direct the film. Bailey trembled and the rest of the cast signed on between July to November 2019. Production was expected to begin in London between late March and early April 2020, but was declared 
delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Didn't everything just get like delayed from that? Dang. Cause yeah, no one liked that. No one. No one in the history of no one. host the Susan Anime O'Hagan and today we are talking about the Little Mermaid live action 2023. Okay. Ariel followed the eels to Ursula's lair where she pres has percent presented a deal. She will transform Ariel into a human. For three days Three. Which Ariel must receive a true love's kiss from Eric to remain human permanently. If she fails, she will transform back into a mermaid, and Ursula will claim her. To become human, Ariel must give up her tail and the ability to breathe underwater, and her siren voice, the last of which Ursula will keep in a shell. Ariel accepts the deal and is given human leave. She is taken to the surface by Flounder and Sebastian and is rescued by a fisherman who takes her to the island kingdom and to Eric's castle. Eric, who has been frantically searching for the woman who saved him, rushed to meet Ariel when he hears of her arrival. Ariel is excited, but her lack of voice has Eric immediately turning away. Later that evening, Ariel explores the castle and finds Eric's collection of items he had accumulated over the years, over his travels. Eric and Ariel spend time together, poring over his collection. The next day, Eric takes Ariel around the kingdom. Sebastian, who has followed Ariel on land, realizes that Ursula has put a cheat in the spell that causes Ariel to forget that she needs to kiss Eric. Sebastian, Scuttle, and Flounder take it upon themselves to get the pair to kiss. They are almost successful, but are throttled by Ursula's eels. Ursula is enraged by the close call and transforms herself into the genius of a beautiful 
woman named Vanessa. And uses Ariel's siren voice to hypnotize Eric. The next morning, Ariel and her friends discover that Eric will be announcing his engagement to Vanessa. Later that day, Scuttle discovers Vanessa's true identity and informs Ariel, who rushes to the engagement party and confronts Ursula to break the shell around her neck. Ariel's voice is restored to her, and the enchantment on Eric is broken, but before they can kiss, the sun sets and Ariel transforms back into a mermaid. Ursula reverts to her original form before grabbing Ariel and diving back into the ocean. Ursula is confronted by Trident, but reveals that the deal that she made with Ariel is unbreakable. Trident trades himself for Ariel and is turned to dust by Ursula's eels. Ursula claims Trident's Trident just as Eric arrives to help. In the meal, Ursula accidentally kills her eels. Enraged, Urs Enraged, Ursula uses the trident to grow to a massive size and summon a storm to threaten Ariel and Eric. In the storm, Ariel pulls herself onto a surface sh ship and turns the helm at the right moment to impale Ursula with its splinted bow split. Once Ursula is killed, Trident comes back to life. He and Ariel recognize the sacrifice for on Sebastian's advice. Oh boy. <sighs> Raiden transforms Ariel into a human permanently, and she reunites with Eric. The pair decide to travel together with the blessing of both their parents and the support of both of people from both worlds. Ariel, a curious and headstrong mermaid, princess and King Triton's youngest daughter, who was fascinated with the human world, barely was announced to have been cast on July 3rd, 2019, in the early stages of the, of the film's development. Lindsay Lohan expressed interest in playing the role. Zendaya was reported to have been offered the part in August 2018, but she herself eventually stated this was just a rumor. Bailey was the first to audition for the role after Rob saw her perform Donny Hathaway's 1972 single, Where's the Love, at the 20, 21st uh, Annual Grammy Awards. According to Marshall, hundreds of girls also tried out for the part, but she set the bar so high that nobody surpassed her. Eric, an adventurous and free-spirited human prince whom Ariel falls in love with, after saving him from drowning, Hera, Hera King was announced to have been cast on November 12, 2019. Hundreds of candidates auditioned for the role, including actress Asher Angel, Gavin Leatherwood, Christian Novern, Jack Whitehall, Carmen Coffey with the latter along the Harry King doing a screen test alongside Bailey. Harry Styles was in early narrations to play the part but ultimately turned it down in favor of doing a concert tour. Marshall later 
elaborate that Styles also refused because he wanted to do dark, non-musical roles. King described his character as restless and inquisitive about where he is in the world. Like Ariel, he's quite isolated and sensitive. Ursula, a trenchous and conniving sea witch, and King Trident's and strange sister. Sorry. Where was I? A strange sister, with whom Ariel makes a deal to become a human, which is secretly part of Ursula's plan to conquer Atlantica. Jeanette McCartney was announced to have been cast on June 28th 2019, she described her character as so funny, there's wit, there's multiplication, she's a great board, and at the same time, I have to think about what armor does she put in, and I don't think her mental health is great. Also, audition, Lizzo also auditioned for the role. Vanessa, Ursula's human alter ego, which she uses to sabotage her deal of Ariel. Alexandria was announced to have been cast on March 1st, 2021. Kansas Montgomery was also considered for the role. King Trident, Ariel's strict and overprotective father in the royal war of Atlantica, who is prejudiced against humans due to the death of his wife at hands of one of them. Barman was announced to have been cast on July 17, 2019. He described his character as a little bit less grumpy than the original because he, we were intending to bring more conflict to his behavior, like his fear and insecurities as a father. Being scared of letting his last daughter leave home ends up translating into being angry or too controlling. Queen Selena, Eric's adoptive mother and the ruler of a Caribbean island kingdom. She is a new character for the film. D-U-M-E-Z-W-E-N-I was announced to have been cast on January 5th, 2021. She described her character as a loving queen and a mother queen and a parent and a land lover, learning about herself through letting go of, the ch of her children. The Prime Minister of Selene's Kingdom and Eric's rural confidant who acts as a father figure to him. Sebastian, a royal crab and King Trench trusted servant who watches over Ariel. Diggs was announced to have been cast on October 8, 2019. Flounder, an anxious yet noble sergeant major who is Ariel's best friend. Turnbully was announced to be cast on July 1st, 2019. Scuttle, a dim-witted northern granite and a friend of Ariel to whom she provides inaccurate descriptions of any human surface world objects Ariel finds. The character is portrayed as a female diving bird instead of a male seagull as in the original in order to feature the character in underwater scenes. A-W-K-W-A-F-I-N was announced on July 1st. Lashing of one of the maids in Eric's castle. 
The Little Mermaid, PG, 2013, Kids and Family Musical, 2 hours and 15 minutes. The youngest of King Train stars and the most defiant Ariel longs to find out more about the world beyond the sea. And while visiting the surface, falls for the dashing Prince Eric. While mermaids are forbidden to interact with humans, Ariel must follow her heart. She makes a deal with the evil sea witch Ursula, which gives her a chance to experience life on land, but ultimately places her life and her father's crown in jeopardy. Rating PG, some scary images, action, general language, English, director Rob, producer, Mark, Marshall, John, writer David, release date, theaters May 26, 2023, wide, return 2 hours and 15 minutes, distributor Walt Disney Pictures, production Walt Disney Pictures, audience score 95%, 4.7 out of 5, average rating, tomato meter 68 out of 6. 0.4 out of 10. People's reviews. Could have been better. The ending was the best part. That's when the action started and really was part put out there. Great music, CGI, and special effects. Fantastic musical, lots of color and action, beautiful scenery, well done. Incredibly well done. Exciting to watch. Sorry that the French chef and kitchen scene with Sebastian was cut out though. I didn't really mind missing that part. Such a good time. Haley can sing. Love, love, loved it. What more can I say? So good. Some scenes were different. There were only two that I minded. They were at the end, but overall, excellent movie. Haley was really great. She as a perfect voice. Melissa McCartney was as amazing as Ursula. She blew the movie away, but some of the movie just didn't feel like The Little Mermaid. With some casting choices were awful with some. Didn't care for Scuttle at all. I would put 100%, but Scuttle didn't really do it justice. The thing that I didn't get with Scuttle was she could sing one moment and the next minute she couldn't sing. It was a whole thing that I just couldn't understand. I can't say enough about how great this film was. My three-year-old loved it and found only like one part scary. Perfect way to spend the day with her and her 12-year-old cousin. I love the movie. I wish it included one of my favorite scenes from the original, but overall the movie was spectacular. It was amazing with the same best characters and songs. My son and I loved the movie. Totally enjoyable. If you like the cartoon, you'll love this as well. Such a great movie. The singing was wonderful, just like the first one, and Sebastian was hilarious, just like I remember him. Way to go, Disney. Love the movie, or Ursula is a bit too scary. An updated and tiring version of the original, I loved it. This is a must-see movie. Beautiful. Loved it. Stay true to the original with only a few major changes. I cried like a baby at the end. Love the movie and the actors. I didn't sway at all from the original, which was good. Most of McCartney was great. Great acting and singing. Critic reviews. Now, the first one was people reviews, like everyday people. Now, these are critics, and they can be a little mean.
These are critics, and they can be a little mean. Maybe even more than mean. They can just be a lot. Everything underwater looks like a bad, deep fake. Each new song is worse than the last. The undersea number is like a Baz Loveman vomit. And an unbearable audition 50 minutes makes this an all-around atrocious. I don't agree with these critics, by the way. I love the movie. It was one of my... F I loved it. It was great. I think they did a great job. I think she was a fantastic. I don't know why they think it's... I love the movie. It was great. The Little Mermaid follows the counter of its animated predecessors rather faithfully. It included a couple of new songs and a bit too long, but lively dancing sweetcones, but they did not detract from the overall production. Billy is terrific, but the film around her grows dull and muddy. Again, these are critic reviews, not mine. The Little Mermaid will no doubt be a hit for Disney, and they have faith in it, or else it would have been explored to the Netherlands that it is Disney+. Plus. But it is far from the expectations they present us back in 1989. This is one for the whole family. Any family to enjoy to sing along, to laugh and cry. It's quite a spectacle. With some minor tweaks to breathe new life into the aquatic tale, The Little Mermaid is a vibrant and joyous adaption. Are things better under the sea? Not in this live-action remake. There are some great performances, though, from Bailey, uh, King, and McCartney, which kept things enjoyable. Despite the headlines, Little Mermaid is a magical reimagining, one that may be too long or too scary for young children, but will surprise and delight older kids and grown fans of their original. The Little Mermaid makes a splash at Memorial Day Weekend box office. Oh, that's a little more... Well, I guess we could talk about it. I'm not really sure. Disney live-action remake of The Little Mermaid brought in $117.5 over the four-day weekend, representing the fifth-highest Memorial Day weekend opening all-time, according to Cosmo. Why it matters, while the film didn't have the same blockbuster opening that Top Gun Maverick saw during the same time, former last year it did singly healthy moments at the box office ahead of a jam-packed summer. Little Mermaid powered a solid memorial weekend frame that had multiplexes buzzing with activity over the holiday weekend and thus exposing patrons to trailers and in-theater marketing for the upcoming killer movies later on trap through august cosmos senior media analyst paul told axis detail the movie debates fall in line with expectations for three-day weekend little mermaid earned 95.5 million domestically, which is roughly the same amount Disney's live-action remake of Aladdin earned when it debuted over Memorial Day weekend in 2019. The film, which cost $250 million to produce, 
has so far brought in 68.3 million, brightening its worldwide gross of 185.8 million. However, the film struggles in China, bringing in just a 2.5 million over the weekend. The movie, which stars black actress Haley Bailey as Ariel, was well received by moviegoers, earning a 95 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, but critics have been less enthusiastic. Be smart, Disney has a remake track record when it comes to live action remakes of its animated classics. Remakes for The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin went on to gross over 1.6 billion and to 1.2 billion and 1 billion, respectively. The live action sequels of Christopher Robin and Dumbo. Christopher Robin was just terrifying. I don't know why they would even. were far less commercially successful overall. The Little Mermaid ranks fifth among Disney's other live-action remakes in terms of its domestic debut. The big picture, the box office continues to pre-pandemic sales by nearly 25%, says a strong slew of late summer hits. How much has The Little Mermaid made at the box office? I think we already did this. Okay, well... I hope you all have a great and wonderful day and bye for now and check out my Ariel cosplay on my YouTube channel. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break, sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a...
we could agree to disagree, or you could give me your opinion, I could take it into consideration, you could take mine into consideration. And I really do enjoy doing this. You guys are my fans, and I love you, and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies. And you're so genuinely a great and wonderful butterfly gem. I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day. And don't forget to check out my other stuff. I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is named which is named, I just the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloths. And that will be a little bit of facts. Um, Socks only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy. Bye for now.